Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. Each week brings a new message that looks to invite you into a new life brought by Jesus Christ. We hope you are inspired and changed by God by the message brought by today's speaker. It is good to be with you once again on this third Sunday of Advent. This is the Gaudete Sunday, the Gaudete Sunday. And Gaudete is a Latin word that means rejoice or joy. And that is why, if you've ever wondered why there is one pink candle amongst the Advent candles, it is because pink is the liturgical color of joy. And uh, it's a fitting color because uh, you can't, don't think, I don't think that you can be too gloomy or, or, or cloudy when you look at the color pink. And uh, it's a color of joy. And we celebrate the reality that today is a Sunday of joy, but with Jesus, it is also uh, a life of joy. Well, if you would take your Bibles and open them up to the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Going to be reading uh, several very familiar verses uh, this morning. And as you're finding your way there, I want to relate to you this main idea, the big idea that if you miss everything else that I say this morning... If you engage in your Nazarene nap a little bit early, um, this is the one thing that I want you to to hopefully grab a hold of, is that joy, true joy, is not based upon things. Even though the world outside would tell you that in order to have true joy, you have to have the newest or the latest or the most updated or advanced The reality is joy is not based upon things, but it is based upon our relationship, your relationship, my relationship, and understanding of who Jesus is uh, in us and among us. In Luke chapter 2, we read these very familiar words that we often read at this time of the year. And if you would go down there to verse number 9. I'm going to begin in verse number 9 this morning of Luke chapter 2. And if you're able, would you please rise for the reading of the word this morning. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse number 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were, were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you, 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem to see these thing, this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Father, that in Jesus, true joy is available to all people. I pray that you would help us to choose to make this aspect of joy the focus of Christmas rather than the, the monetary or the material gifts. I pray, Father, that you would reset our concept of reality from temporary things to eternal things. May we be the people who hear and accept the good news of Jesus' coming, and may we be the people who actively share that joy that we know with all who we come into contact with. I pray, Father, that you would bless the remainder of our time here this morning with your presence and your spirit, for it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Christmas is a season of joy. However, most would gauge this joyfulness on circumstantial things. How was the visit with the in-laws? How was the food? How many gifts did I get? Did I get everything that I wanted? The problem is, when our joy is based upon our circumstances, it isn't joy at all. It is only temporary happiness. To experience the best Christmas ever, and that's the title of this series as we've been traveling this road of Advent, as we are preparing our hearts for when we light the, the center candle, the, the Christ candle, and proclaim his birth once again, uh, we have to uh, experience joy that transcends the holiday hype. <laughs> Have you been noticing there's a lot of hype about the holidays, especially Christmas? Christmas is, as it was intended, an announcement of an arrival of a Savior who would rescue you and me from our sin and give us real life. 
This announcement is the very reason why we can experience and know joy this Christmas, and we can know that it is not based upon material things or circumstances, but instead is based on Jesus' presence in our lives. Deep, abiding, resilient joy is found in Jesus alone. But truth be told, you don't always feel joyful all the time, do you? Or do I? And the answer is, of course not. We're human beings. We get frustrated. We get impatient. We get all of those things. We even get angry at times. We don't always feel joyful. Actually, um, if you would go down to uh, a Barnes & Noble or some other bookstore and, and take a trip into the self-help section of that particular uh, bookstore, there would be uh, an entire shelf, dozens and dozens of books dedicated about happiness, about joy, about positivity, about, you know, everything good is coming your way. And it's evident that joy, it is something that is on our minds, and rightfully so, because it feels good to be joyful. Wouldn't you rather hang around or be around someone who's joyful rather than someone who's a gloomy Gus? Amen. But in my defense, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, it's true. We, uh, it's, it's so amazing to me. Some of the things that God has blessed us with, when it comes to joy in particular, it, it, it attracts. It's, it's, it's so amazing that one person who's joyful can affect so many of those around him. And the reality is, it feels good to experience joy. But I want you to know this this morning. Joy, true joy, is a gift. It is a gift from our good God. One of the many gifts that were outlined by the Apostle Paul in his letter to, to the Galatians, uh, there over in chapter 5, we call this section the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things, there is no law. Maybe it's a coincidence, but the reality is I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in divine appointments. But look again at, at, uh, at uh, that passage of Scripture. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. And look, uh, and you can write this down. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, it says these words. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For Peter, love of Christ and belief in Christ precede joy as well. Even when we can't see him or walk with him physically or eat with him like the first disciples did, we can experience a deep and abiding joy in our love for him. And this Christmas in particular is a season that reminds us who Christ is and why he came for us. 
inexpressible joy, this joy that we're talking about, is not something that can be placed under the tree. It is not something that you can go to your Amazon account and put in your cart and a couple of days later show up on your doorstep. It's not arriving by UPS or FedEx or, or uh, DHL. You can't get it on eBay. This inexpressible joy is found in someone that you and I physically, at this point in time, cannot see. It's in the name of Jesus. As Christians, even though we don't see Jesus, and let me put this in, we will someday. Everybody's going to see him someday. I have family members, extended family members, who proclaim that they don't believe in God. They don't believe in God. And the way that my mind works and the way that I'm wired, I would have and have said to them, well, that's going to be an interesting icebreaker when you meet them face to face someday. The reality is our joy is in Jesus. And, though our, and through our relationship with and understanding of Jesus, we receive this gift of deep abiding joy. And, and frankly... <laughs> When you have that joy, it's hard, hard to hide. <laughs> have you ever been so excited about something, just something that occurs in your life, so happy that it was just so, you couldn't hardly hold it inside? You know, someone would come up to you and say, hey, there's something going on. You look different. You're acting different. What's going on? You, you got a smile on, my, on your face. What, what is it? What is it about you? Look again at Luke chapter 2 in this portion where we experience the shepherds. It says that the shepherds were living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. In other words, they were doing what they do and did every single day. It was life as normal. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. Um, not in this Bible, but in my, the previous Bible that I have at home, I put in the margin, of course they were. I would be too. You would be too, wouldn't you? If all of a sudden the angel uh, an angel of the Lord appeared because the reality is that in Scripture, if an angel appeared to you, um, unbeknownst to Mary, who's going to receive the who receives the the message of of Gabriel, it was not necessarily. It, a lot of times, it meant your number has been it's 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 curtains for you. But the angel showed up to these shepherds. They were afraid. Of course they were. But the angel reassures them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Good news of great joy. And it's going to be for everyone. And they pronounce the reality of the coming of the Savior. Obviously, you and I know the rest of the story. But can you even imagine for a moment the inexpressible indescribable joy that those shepherds must have been experiencing in those moments. This is the news story. This is 
the announcement that the people of God have been waiting for generations to hear. And the angel of the Lord rightly says, the news was good and that it would cause great joy. Now, fast forward about 30 years as Jesus is into his public ministry, teaching and preaching and healing, and, and as crowds gathered to him wherever he went. If, if you ever read through the Gospels, have you ever noticed in a couple of different occasions that, that Jesus would heal someone of whatever the infirmity is, and then he would immediately tell that person, don't say anything. He would heal them and tell them not to tell anyone what had happened. And what would the person in the scripture do? Especially over there in uh, Mark chapter 7, I believe. What did they do? They did what I would do. Now you need to understand uh, just so we're on the same page and I'm transparent, with me, I am a place where secrets come to die. <laughs> I can't hold a secret. I, can't, I, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. And he, this person did what, what I would do. Jesus tells him, don't tell anyone. So what does he do? He does what I would do because you're not going to tell me what to do. I don't, he didn't, that's not in the scripture. Don't look for it. And, and, and the person would go and tell anyway. Why? Why would he do it? Why couldn't people keep the news to themselves? Because they were overwhelmed with joy and excitement at the teaching, at the preaching, at the healing of Christ. In fact, this is the good news. This is the gospel and it's still shared to this very day. And the reality is, it is too good to keep hidden. And in his letter to the Thessalonian church, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. And in case you haven't already guessed, the word rejoice means to feel or show great joy or delight. Even in adversity. Even in trial and tribulation. We as Christians, even though it's difficult, and I understand it, and I've been there, we are encouraged to rejoice. James chapter 1, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. In Acts chapter 5, it says, Because they have been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name, the name of Jesus. And you may be wondering, how? How is that possible? When life deals you an unfair blow, when life is playing anything but fair. I shared this uh, uh, several weeks ago, you know, from the great theologian Rocky Balboa when he's talking to his son and he says, life will beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. How can these people rejoice in suffering? How can they look into the face of adversity, you or I, and consider it pure joy? The answer, my friends, is because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. And believe me, and you know this, when I say Jesus understands suffering. 
I, I love that uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, song. And it was one of the first songs uh, that I listened to after I uh, truly, I became a Christian in 1986 and uh, kind of went back and forth until 1993 and one of the first uh, musicians and music groups that 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 I listened to was this fellow I don't know if you've ever heard of this fellow he only has one name I mean how cool is that Carmen and he has this song entitled I got the joy I got the joy I love that we are called to have the joy Another, another uh, contemporary Christian artist um, relates the words that he walked a mile in my shoes. Jesus understands suffering. He understands the times and the seasons in our lives when it's difficult to rejoice. This is, truthfully, this is what it means to be human. During the darkest part of the life of King David, he wrote Psalm 51. Listen to what it says this morning. And I would, I, I would encourage you to allow his, his words to resonate with your heart today. Psalm 51, verses 10 to 12. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. It's okay to need God's help. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, someone like King David needed it. I can all but guarantee that you and I are going to need it at times. We need it every day. Joy is available to all of us. Sometimes it's easier to access than others. When you're in the midst of a dark time or, or difficult time, it's a little bit more difficult to be joyful. But it is there. The life of faith is a marathon. It's not a sprint. We need to remember that. There can and will be long seasons where the journey is difficult. I wish that I could say that, that just like the slick-haired rose-colored uh, rose glass Evangelists, you know, come to Jesus and everything's all better. The reality is the opposite. You come to Jesus, you've declared war, war on the prince of this world. And it, many times it's a lot more difficult. But in the end, it's going to be all right. Because in the end, we're going to be with him forever. There can and there will be long seasons where joy is difficult where it's difficult to, to, to even think about it or to be excited. My encouragement today is to, as the, the apostle reminds us, to rejoice always and count everything as joy. When you don't get the closest parking spot at the shopping center today or tomorrow, be joyful that you get to have 750 more steps. Now they might be hurtful and they may cause pain, but be joyful. Even when it's difficult, even when adversity finds, your way to, finds its way to your doorstep, there is no 
amount of difficulty or trial that can steal Jesus from you. You are his and he is yours. C.S. Lewis says it this way. I know now, Lord, why you utter no answer. You yourself are the answer. If you want to know about real joy, it's not in a thing, it's in a person, and his name is Jesus. And the best Christmas ever is a cause for great joy. As the angels proclaimed in this passage, we bring you, I bring you good news of not just a little bit of joy, but of great joy. This is the kind of joy that you are going to want to get up out of your seat and scream so loud that you lose your voice. That's this kind of joy. If material possessions could give deep and abiding joy, then why aren't all the millionaires and billionaires the most happy and positive bunch on the planet? If joy could be purchased from Walmart or Amazon and delivered to your front door in two days, then why doesn't everyone have it? If indescribable joy could be found in the likes and the follows and the retweets and the friends that we have in social media, then why aren't all of us social influencers teaching the rest of everyone else on how to get joy? I'm pretty sure we know the answer, and yet many of us keep looking for joy in the same old places that it's never been in the first place. The presence and the potlucks, the family gatherings, all the, all the part of the Christmas season are great. But deep down, we know, and we need to be reminded, the most wonderful, the most awe-inspiring and amazing part of Christmas, the Christmas season, is the opportunity to refocus our energy on what matters most. During Christmas, we remember who Jesus is and why he came for us. You and I, because of this little babe in a manger in Bethlehem so many years ago, we have eternal hope in the promises of God made alive in this little baby. We have unshakable peace in Christ who one day is going to return for his church. We have the gift of deep and abiding, resilient joy through our love and our understanding of who Jesus is. He is, as the scriptures declare, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is our great high priest. He is the prince of peace. He is the wonderful counselor. He is the friend of sinners. He is Emmanuel, God with us, and he knows what it is to suffer. And there are many like us who are like King David, need to, maybe we need a little bit of help this year when it comes to joy. And believe me when I say it's okay, because he already knows. He already knows. And so I would encourage you today, in the midst of everything that would seek to distract our attention from the most important or what matters most, to take uh, the intentional focus to think about, to ponder what it really means to have true, abiding, deep joy. Even if you go out, the kind of joy 
that, that would just overflow. If you would go out from church this morning and you would have a flat tire. Now, I'm hoping and praying that that doesn't happen. And if it does, it's not my fault. <laughs> well, you said it. You did it. Um, I get blamed for per- pretty much, well, I get blamed for everything that I do. So um, there's that. But the reality is he knows. Jesus knows. He knows all about us. And then to truly experience, we need to refocus and truly, truly focus on the joy that comes with this season. The joy that is wrapped up in a little baby in swaddling clothes and laid in a cattle stall. This baby that 33 years beyond that would go to a cruel Roman cross and pour out his blood so that you and I can one day hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome home. We've been waiting for you. That's true joy. Not the circumstances that we deal with on a daily basis, but true joy is Jesus. Thanks for listening to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you were inspired by this week's message. We'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We are located at 3924 High Street Northwest in Warren, Ohio. You can also join us on Facebook Live. For more information about our ministries, or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org.